words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me. But the world must learn that I love the Father, and I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. I appreciate your patience. I'm actually half tempted not to sit down, but then I've been told exclusively not to push it. We all like gifts, don't we? (laughs) Well, Gary, I was waiting to see if you brought me one, and I was going to do a gift exchange, but seeing that you don't have one, (laughs) but we do. We like gifts, don't we? Have you been out purchasing yet? Yeah. (laughs) This is just a gentle reminder. (laughs) Get it in gear, folks. Get it in gear. No. But we do. We enjoy gifts. We enjoy giving them. Some of us enjoy getting them a little bit more than we should, but, but we do. Peace. John 14, 27 talks about a gift of peace. A gift of peace. I'm sure everyone has received a gift that they have been excited and have used it until it's worn out. Or maybe you've received a gift that is stored somewhere that you're still collecting dust with, right? The thing about a gift and what Jesus is talking about here to his disciples is something that he gave them. 
It wasn't something that they could return. He gave it to them. It's theirs. Peace. In today's day and age, is something that we long for, is it not? With all that's happening, everything that's taking place, it's something that, that you really want. Peace is a spiritual or a mental state that is tranquil or quiet. It's an absence of hostility or war. Peace. A place mentally, spiritually, that is tranquil and quiet. We find our peace in different places, don't we? I'm going to ask you a tough question. What brings you peace? What brings you peace? It can be comfort food. I had way too many snickerdoodles last night. Truth. It, but we have to be real. We have to be real with ourselves. What brings you peace? It is, it, there's, we, we have a list of things, don't we? And if this one doesn't work, then guess what? I've got a backup. Because I've got all kinds of comfort food I can go to, and it's just a long list. And if the snickerdoodles don't do it, then the peanut butter blossoms are second in charge. But we get to a point of grabbing at these things. It could be a fire, it could be a setting, sitting in front of a fireplace with a hot cup of coffee or cocoa or tea. It can be a vacation. Lord knows it can be calm children. It could be control. As long as I'm in control, I'm at peace. Now, you may be the only one at peace, and everybody else is not. But sometimes we look at that and we go, if I can control this situation, then I'm at peace. But what is peace? It's that spiritual and mental place of tranquility. It's also a characteristic of who God is. Philippians 4 tells us that it's a guard. Guard your heart and mind. The peace that was read about this morning that surpasseth all understanding. That's important to keep in mind. Surpasseth all understanding. As we work through the things that we're going to talk about today, a peace that passeth all understanding will guard your heart and your mind against the chaos, the hostilities, the anxiety, the frustration, the worry, and the fear. That's what Jesus was talking to His disciples about. He even said, verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives, but do not let your hearts be troubled, chaotic, full of anxiety and worry, and 
do not be afraid, because I have given you my peace. So we understand that it's a character of God. It's something that, that Jesus owns and has because He's the Prince of... Come on, church. Prince of peace, right? He's the Prince of peace. So therefore, can He not give it to you? Yes. Has He? Yes. Here's my question. Are you about to use it so much it's worn out or is it collecting dust on a shelf? Yep. Feet up off the floor, man. Stepping on toes. But it's, not, but it's not the case. It's like, you know, Jesus wants us to use it. He gives it to us, not as the world gives. Church, what does the world give? Chaos, anxiety, fear, worry. And Jesus gives us the exact opposite. Truth, isn't it? He gives us the exact opposite. Peace is that quietness for our soul. It's like this. We've all done something wrong, right? If you haven't, raise your hand because I'd love to meet you. But we've all done something, <laughs> Bill. But we've all done something wrong. And we've all, at some point in time, offended someone. And when we've offended that person or done something wrong against that person, somehow, some way, you always end up in the same room with them, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that feeling. Oh, man, there they are. Oh, all of that feeling is our anxiety. It's our fear. It's our worry. What do they think about me? How are they going to react to me? What, is, what, you know, what kind of conversation? All of that is what Jesus is saying here. Do not let your heart be troubled. But do you also remember the feeling you get when you receive forgiveness from that person? <sighs> That's peace. That is the peace of God in action in your life. That's what Jesus has given us. That calmness of heart. That release of anxiety and fear and worry. To know it's okay. He's in control of this, not me. And I'm good with it. That's peace in our everyday life, in real life situations. And that's what's been given to us. So peace is for our troubles. For what the world brings at us. That's what it's for. That's where it's to be used. It's for our fears. Those things that just break us. And we don't know what not only tomorrow holds, but what does the next minute hold? In that fear that can paralyze us, peace frees us. So how do we use it? Mark chapter 4, and, and I've talked a little bit about this previously, but Mark chapter 4, do you guys remember the story where the disciples are out on the sea? Jesus is asleep. 
storm comes up, and the disciples are sure that they are going to die. Remember that story? It's out of Mark chapter 4. Even the, the disciples wake him up and they're like, Teacher, don't you care if we're drowning? Don't you care if we die? And so they're waking him up, but he gets up. Jesus gets up. And what does he do? He rebukes the wind and the waves. And he says, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. Now, God does not work against himself, does he? No. So the enemy brought this storm up, just like in each one of our lives. At some point in time, you've had a storm in your life. And the wind and the waves are crashing in, and you're going, God, don't you care if I drowned? So the chaos and the anxiety has come upon, and the fear has come upon the disciples. Jesus did not look at the disciples and yell at them, peace be still, did he? He yelled at the wind and the waves. He spoke to them. Correction, he spoke to them. Spiritual battle, right there. We also know by reading through the Scriptures and Proverbs that our words have life and death. Do they not? So how do we use our peace in fighting against the enemy? First of all, study it. Study it. Learn what it is. It's just like whether you get a new tool for your garage or you get a new household item for your home. Hopefully most of us read the directions. You figure out how to use it, right? The things that you have been given you learn how to use, do you not? What we are given by Christ is no different. You have been given peace. I have been given peace. We need to learn how to use it. So study it. Read your Bibles. Practice it. Number two, practice it. But what do you mean? Are you telling me that when stuff gets difficult in my life, I should actually speak, peace, be still? Yes, I am. Say it. Because your words have power. Because of who you are in Christ, what He's given you, you have the authority and the power to speak against the things that are looking to turn your world upside down. Now, you may not be comfortable right here in our congregation dealing with something personal, stand up and yell, peace be still. You might not be comfortable doing that. Some of you are. I am. But it didn't start there. It started by me going in my bedroom by myself, understanding what's going on in my life and going, God, I need help with this and I'm calling out for peace. Your peace. And I watched it shift and I watched it change. Speak it. God gives us authority in what we say. Because not who you are, but whose you are. Next, ask for it. Seek. 
Ask, knock. Matthew chapter 7. Ask for these things that we need to engage and go after. The things that God has already given us, we need to use it. But sometimes we're just not sure, are we? No, we're not. We don't know how to do this. We don't know how to use these things. So talk to the one who does. Lastly, actively live it. What it all comes down to, what Jesus did for us on the cross, and we've accepted that into our lives. We are a platform. We're a stage. A billboard, if you will. To put Jesus on display. That's why we're breathing. It doesn't matter if it's a good day, if it's an easy day, or if it's a tough day. Live your faith. Live it out loud. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So actively live it. Philippians chapter 4 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely or commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Paul, practice these things. And the peace of God will be with you. In your practicing, well, you know, Pastor Ian, I'm just not sure I know how to do all this. And, you know, it, sometimes it's not going to work so well and it's not going to look so good and it's not going to be perfect. Great. God loves the imperfect. He does. That's why he sent his son. Well, I might fail a few times. Fantastic. God loves failures. That's why he's called the Redeemer. You can't redeem something unless it's messed up. That's us. Practice. Practice using the gift that you've been given. We're in a battle. We know that. But even this passage highlights that. Because we're talking about the Prince of Peace, are we not? We are. And John, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says in verse 30, I will not speak with you much longer, for the Prince of this world is coming. We face it all the time, don't we? The prince of this world. And we keep our peace at times boxed up, sitting on a shelf. And we're out here in the world with our peace behind us. The one thing, the weapon that can be used to clear out the circumstance that we're facing, we leave it sitting on a shelf. And we take our list of comfort foods and vacation spots and favorite drinks and control and whatever it is 
and we start throwing all of those things at this storm in our life. Like it's really going to do something. And then we get frustrated. And we wonder why things aren't working. And we've left the most valuable sitting behind us. And part of that is because we just don't know how to use it. But we need to learn about it, read its instructions, practice it, speak it, live it. We can do this. Have you ever met somebody, or let me put it this way, have you ever entered a room or you have seen someone enter a room that annoys you or frustrates you? You can feel it, can't you? You can. You can feel it. And you're like, oh man, there they are. And then you start running scenarios in your head about how is this conversation going to go if that person comes up to me? Or what am I going to say? Or please, Lord, duct tape my mouth shut so I don't have to end up asking for forgiveness for a bunch of stuff that I really don't need to say. I mean, all of these things happen in our minds. Obviously, since I can share those off the top of my head, you know where my head goes. (laughs) But it's true. We do. Have you ever ran into someone who is a person of peace? And it flows over you and everything in you becomes calm and quiet. All the war or hostility that has been in your heart and mind is washed away. Have you ever experienced that? That's only God. That is the peace of God. Here's the key. That surpasses all understanding. Because we even talk about it. We can go, you know what? I have felt that before, but I just can't, what? Put it into words. Because it's beyond my understanding. Right? I'm going to tell you this. When Paul writes about it being beyond our understanding. I'm sorry, all understanding is what Paul says. That even includes Satan. Because all is all, and that's all all means, right? But that's what Paul's saying. He's like, look, there is a point in time where the Prince of Peace and the Prince of this world collide. And when that peace comes into your situation where the demonic world wants to disturb you to the core and you pull out your peace and that engages the attack of the enemy, the enemy doesn't understand this. He doesn't. So when you walk into the room and you walk up to that person who is peaceful and you feel that come over you. It is like God reaching down from heaven and putting a cloak of peace over you, surrounding you, that the enemy cannot understand. 
And it's at that moment, church, you've won. Ask for it. Ask God to show you how to use it as you live your victorious life in Him. It is a gift given to each one of you to be used. Grab it with both hands. Figure it out. Ask God to reveal the truth. Use it, practice it, speak it. Be it. Father, Lord God, we're thankful for this day that you've given us. My heart is overwhelmed at how much you love us. You have set amazing things aside for each one of us. And Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit just continually draw our hearts into who you are. That Father, we just don't let these things that you've given us sit on the shelves. But Father, that we, we take them, we dust them off if we have to. Father, we just ask you to make all things new. Show us, Father, how to use these things that you've given us. Father, bless us with understanding. And Father, that our trust would just be greater than it has ever been. Our faith would be deeper than it's ever been. And Father, that we would live the life that you have designed us to live for you so that other people, Father, would see you, that they would be hungry and thirsty to follow after you. But Father, that you would help us through the power of your Holy Spirit that resides within us to be everything that you've created us to be. Father, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.